Hello and welcome back to Little MB. I don't know if this is just me or what, but ever since, I don't know, 7th, 8th grade, if somebody told me how great a show was or a movie was, I ended up thinking it was the worst piece of shit in the world. I just never understood it. My friend Sam was the freaking worst. He'd always come over and he'd lie about... He wouldn't lie, but he'd stretch shit. What was it? The, the Royal Tannenbaums, I think was the name of the movie. It had Gene Hackman and who knows who else it had. But he's like, dude, you love Bill Murray. It's got Bill Murray in it. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll watch it. It, it was just to the point where if he brought something, I knew it was going to suck. So he had to find new ways to sell it just to get me to watch it. And then Bill Murray was technically in the movie, but unless I'm mistaken, he played a shrink and he was in it for like 90 fucking seconds. Which cracked Sam up to no freaking end. <laughs> because that's... He got me to watch this shitty movie. <laughs> and, oh, it, it's just the way it was. No matter, the more somebody talked about how awesome something was, I just knew I was going to hate it. And maybe I just did that to myself psychologically. Maybe it sucked because I got that in my head. Maybe it was because I'd been screwed over too many times. Because like Billy Madison, I did. to me that was just retarded. I didn't find that funny. I was ashamed at the fact that I thought Happy Gilmore was hilarious. You know? I, but Billy Madison, that was just straight stupid. And it, and it went for other movies, too. And there was a movie that was out. I don't even remember what year it came out. I think it was the first movie Oliver Stone actually got an award for and it was Midnight Express still I've never watched the movie but I heard about how awesome of a movie it was and how crazy it was what that guy had to go through this that and the other well when I was getting close to the end of Bloodlands I was like you know I need to find something else to read other than this historical crap. And I almost didn't pick Midnight Express because I remember hearing how brutal things were in the story. But I finally decided, you know what, screw it, you know. So I, I got the book. And it was actually narrated by Billy Hayes himself. So I was like, oh, this will be kind of cool. It's kind of like the book uh, of Donnie Brasco's that... Uh, Joseph Pistone book that I got that was about Donnie Brasco. Joe Pistone himself narrated the book, and it was kind of cool hearing him read his own story. I don't understand what the hell the hype was. Billy Hayes is the biggest idiot and pussy in the world. And he's he was made out to be some kind of fucking hero with this movie and shit. I don't get it. Him being such a pussy put so many people through hell. So if you don't know, 
the morons trying to smuggle hash out of fucking Turkey. And he gets caught with two kilos, so basically four and a half pounds of hash. And he gets caught. And there's a lot of political things going on at the time and all this other kind of stuff, but the way that the justice system there worked is he had to go through a whole bunch of shit, and then when you finally get your sentence, which his was something like four years and two months, I believe it was, that had to get approved by the higher courts. So his time, because there was good time off and all this other kind of shit, and so the time comes and they reject the sentence. And part of it was political turmoil with the U.S. at the time, because this was something like 1970 or some shit. And so they end up deciding to give him life. They automatically reduce it to 30 years. So this dude has already spent something like four years by the time it all gets said and done he spent like five years or more in prison here in Turkey and so with a new political government coming into power they granted 12 years amnesty at first he only got five years because he was a smuggler and they were going to still be hard on smugglers later on that got they were granted the seven extra years the smugglers were. So he gets 12 years taken off. He's getting a third off automatically for good behavior. So he's got eight years to serve total. He's been in for over five. He ends up in an open air freaking prison on this little island. So this isn't even talking about the shit that his parents went through, that his dad did with a second mortgage and all this shit, because he was wanting to escape right away. Typical self-entitled fucking American punk who doesn't understand that other countries have their fucking laws, whether you like it or not. And he ends up... Now, he doesn't get his friend killed, but his friend ends up... His friend gets killed because he's screwing somebody's wife, essentially. Because he ends up, the friend moves to Germany and is working there because he's going to help him escape. Well, the friend starts banging some sold, American soldier's wife and then he ends up getting killed. So you can't really, in a way, blame Billy Hayes for the fact that his friend screwed somebody's wife and gets murdered. But if his friend wasn't there to try to help him escape, that wouldn't have happened. So, and at some point in time, they talk about all the freedom that these people had at this prison, too. I mean, it's insane. I mean, he got to wake up in the morning and go downstairs by himself unsupervised and all this other shit and do his yoga and meditation and all this other crap. And was it dirty? Yeah, it was dirty. 
There were th things that weren't nice about it. But guess what? It's a fucking Turkish prison. You know, he, was, he wasn't put in with the Turkish guys. He was in a unit that was just for foreigners. So even though there were other nationalities there, he still had, he had people he could talk to that spoke English. And in fact, one of them, <coughs> he ends up engaging in a homosexual love affair, which whatever, you know, that started after about two years. Now, I'm not going to judge people that are in prison for life, but I'd, I'd like to think that my ass would be holding out for a lot longer than two years before I succumb to that. I mean, hell. Whatever. But, but the point is, is, he ends up having a relationship with somebody while he's in prison He's got it good. His dad is sending him money so he can get by really well. Then they start talking about this transfer. Like an, almost like an exchange program where he could transfer to the U.S. to finish his sentence. And essentially he's going to get admitted into prison and then let go. It, it, it was just a way for the American government to get him out of there. Get him out of the Turkish prison. Keep in mind, he was smuggling hash. I don't give a fuck if it should be legal or not. It was illegal. And it was international smuggling. In Turkey. You gotta know that's not gonna end good. So come to find out, he escapes... Like a day, maybe two days before the the transfer actually went through. To where he was going to get to go home. The dude has like two years left on his sentence. That's it. Two years. And by this point, he is in an open air facility. Where he gets to go swimming in the ocean. That he gets to go walking around the fucking island unsupervised. And the only requirement is he's got to be back in his bunk by 10 p.m. It sounds like a fucking summer camp. And this self-righteous son of a bitch ends up escaping. He noticed that whenever bad weather came about, fishing boats came in anchored around this prison island. And they all, they all towed uh, little dinghies behind them, little boats behind them. So, when this hap next time it happens, he ends up swimming out to the farthest boat, getting in a dinghy, and cut the rope, and ends up essentially getting back to the mainland, but he's still in Turkey. So this, that, and the other thing happens. He finally makes it across a river into Greece. And Greece and Turkey were... They were having issues back then. Major political issues, military issues, shit like that. So all they did was give him a new passport and deport him to America. 
But he sits in this boat talking about how his his hand is bleeding from the oar and from this and from that. It's like, really? He's trying to make it sound like some extraordinary fucking escape, like it was from Alcatraz or something. The dude is a bitch. He's got to be in his 60s now. And it's a shame. Because if he was my age and I met him, I'd call him a bitch to us. I'd still do it, but it'd be a, a lot more pointless now that he's, you know, so much older than me. You know? He might even be in the 70s now, to be honest. Because, well, yeah, he was in his early 20s and 70 when the shit started going down and I was born in 80. So, yeah, he'd be in, his, he'd be in the 70s now. But fuck, man, how could they make this into such a movie off of such a shithead of a guy? That That's just been the thing that I, I've never understood. Because back back when I sold weed and smoked weed all the time, yeah, I thought it was bullshit it was illegal. But guess what? I understood it was. I understood what was going to happen if I got caught. I wasn't a moron about it. And it just really amazes me. It just really amazes me that some of that entitlement went back as far as 1970. With he shouldn't have to deal with it just because of some hash, man. Well, guess what? That was the... I just... Horrible, horrible fucking story as far as I'm concerned. He did nothing but try to build up the suspense to everything and to make everything seem so dramatic and i'm sure that there were certain parts that were i'm sure it was a fucking rude awakening trying to get onto that plane in istanbul and getting patted down and then finding the hash taped to his body i'm sure that was a shock i'm sure the first jail he got thrown into where the toilets were holes in the floor i'm sure that was a shock and they rude awakening. But I mean, come on. Eight years. That's all for smuggling. And he had less than two years left when he makes the escape. And two days later, guess what? He would have been going home anyway because the transfer was to America was going through anyway. Granted, he did not know that, but when you have something, when you get put someplace that is so lush that you get to go swimming in the fucking ocean every day, I mean, seriously? Like I said, that's summer camp. That's not prison. Billy Hayes is a bitch as far as I'm concerned. 
a whiny bitch. And I, I, if you haven't seen the movie or read the book, I would not recommend it, honestly. I, I just, man. And to think everybody's like, oh man, that movie's brutal, man. It's awesome. It's it's this, it's that. Well, I I have, and maybe the movie is, I don't know. But it, it'd be the first time where I have come across a movie that's actually better than the book. Because movies can't portray thoughts and ideas like books can. Now, there's some movies like The Green Mile. I thought that was just as good as the book. Um, Surprisingly, another Stephen King one, Shawshank Redemption. The name of the actual short story, it's in a book uh, called Different Seasons. It's novellas, not short stories. But um, it's called Rita Hayworth, Shawshank Redemption. There's a slight difference between that. I mean, in the movie, Morgan Freeman plays red. And if I recall, it's because he wears a red hat. In the story, it's an actual red-headed Irishman. And that's why they call him red. But, you know what? It doesn't change the story. You know, in that situation, it actually didn't change the story. Like in the Dark Tower. You know, making the gunslinger black. That clearly, if you've read the series, the Dark Tower series, first off, you know that you can't sum up, what is it, eight and a half books. Granted, the original was seven. Then there was a short story written that preceded the series. It was kind of a prequel. And then there was another one Stephen King wrote that went in the middle of books four and five. But just so, just call it the seven books, original ones. You can't sum up seven books in a two-hour movie. I I, I always refuse to watch that because I I know it's going to be shit. There's certain movies that cannot live up to the book, and sometimes they do live up to the book. But I have yet to hear one where the movie was better than the book. This one, man, I don't know. Like I said, I I would not recommend it. It is fucking horrible. After reading some badass stories like The Wise Guys, which is the book for the movie Goodfellas, which is a true story of Henry Hill. I talked about that. Talked about the Joe Pistone book about Donnie Brasco, which was the name of the movie. That was good. Where's another one? Oh, Catch Me If You Can. About Frank Abnegale. You know. the That movie was... It was an amazing movie. I mean, DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. I mean, come on. But I still think the book was a little bit better. Either way. I, it just... It annoys me. And hell, you're probably annoyed that I'm talking about a book that was published in 1977, I think, originally. And um, who knows when the movie was made. Late 80s would be my guess. 
but I, I honestly don't know. Like I said, I never watched it, but I always heard about how awesome it was. So you might be annoyed that I'm even talking about that. In case if you haven't gathered over the past couple of years, I've, I've took up reading. So <laughs> I, I just find books more entertaining than television. And maybe it's because I can't see. Because when you can't see TV, all you get to do is listen to it. And you're left out on a lot of visual cues like facial expressions, body language you know, different fight scenes, whatever the case may be, the books, it's verbally explained. You know? And I don't know. Especially the... Don't get me wrong. I, I love I love the fiction. You know? I've read probably just... A, there might be one or two little stories Stephen King's written that I haven't read but I mean I own over 70 audio books of Stephen King's and there there is some overlap as far as some of the short stories and novellas and things like that but you know I've gotten into so much weird stuff like um, Henry Fielding he's, he's credited with being the first English speaking novelist in history. Tom Jones is a massive book, but it's an amazing book. And it, it was published 1749. Who who would have ever thought I would have liked something like that? Um, Sir Walter Scott, that guy. They say he created the genre of uh, fictional his, or historical fiction. So, like, the, the stories are fiction, but it can, they contain historical figures. Uh, kind of worse one of the books. Um, Ivanhoe is another. He, he's, got, he's got some really good stuff. And he's from, you know, the first 20, 25 years of the 1800s. It, you know, a lot of the stuff that I've actually enjoyed, I'm shocked myself that I'd enjoy it. I I heard about <laughs> I always liked the television show The Virginian. Thought it was awesome. So I ended up finding out that there was actually a novel called The Virginian, originally published I believe in 1902 and I ended up um reading it and in that book the Virginian is basically courting this school teacher lady and she's trying to get him interested in reading and stuff like that. And he talks about the book Kenilworth that she had given him to read. And I was like, huh. First off, I was like, I wonder if that's a real book, you know, since I'm reading a fictional story to begin with. Found it. Loved the freaking story, and it's like, hold on, I'm gonna have to see what else Sir Walter Scott has. Like the Talisman, uh, that that's a damn good one. Like I said, Ivanhoe's good. So far, everything that I've read of Sir Walter Scott's I like. But like I said, I like other stuff too. John Steinbeck. Who would have thought I'd have liked Mice and Me of Mice and Men? That is one of the most amazing stories and it's short 
like the audio, and I'd recommend the audio, the guy that ends up doing that. Man, that's a performance there. I'll tell you what. And it's between three and four hours long, I think. You know, so it's, I, I like the audio books. Because you can lose yourself in it. I, I can put a book on my phone, turn it on, turn it on, and start doing stuff. I don't have to be sitting in a chair f- flipping through a book. So, <laughs> I, it, it's my pr- preferred form of entertainment other than listening to music. And I, and I listen to podcasts as well. But, oh man, there's certain things that are just fucking disappointments to me. Like, The Catcher in the Rye. I will never read that book again. I read it once. I don't even remember what I read it for. I think I read it because it was supposedly on some outlawed list or some shit like that. And so I ended up getting a copy of it. And then there was Rabbit Run that was from the same time era, I believe. And... They're both about freaking spoiled-ass pussies that feel entitled to whatever the hell they want to do and fuck everybody else. The one book that... My least favorite book of Cormac McCarthy's is the same type of book. It's Sutri. And it sucks because it's an awesome story, but it's about a self-righteous, entitled piece of shit. And it annoys the hell out of me. And guess what? Those are fiction, and they annoy the hell out of me. This, you know, this uh, Midnight Express isn't fiction. It's it's supposed to be a true story. Who knows how much of it actually is true? Because like I said, there's times where he definitely tries to build up the suspense and the drama to what's going on to make it seem even more impressive of what he's going through. But Billy Hayes is a pussy. Fuck that guy. If I could get my money back for the fucking book, I would. He has made a living off of this fucking book. He has made a... I mean, think about that. Think about it above all else. He has made a living off telling a story of being a pussy and not being able to do eight years for smuggling. And he makes an unnecessary escape. Unnecessary. He has served damn near 75% of his sentence already. I mean, oh. I'll tell you what. The problem is, is we got a whole country of Billy Hayes these days. All those woke motherfuckers. But, yeah, so, it is what it is, you know. I know this wasn't exactly a very eventful podcast, but what's the point in, you know, what else is there to talk about? Our bullshit politicians... Them still trying to force mandates with vaccine. I'm, I'm tired of it. Tired of it. 
So anyway, well, that's all I got for you right now. So uh, any questions, comments, concerns? And if you like Billy Hayes, fuck off. <laughs> Just kidding. You're entitled to like what you like. But, and hey, give me a different perspective on it. Maybe you caught something with the movie or story that I didn't catch. But either way, questions, comments, concerns, littlemb6580 at gmail.com. That's L-I-T-T-L-E, M as in Mike, B as in Bravo, 6580 at gmail.com. Till next time, y'all take care.